Welcome to the Ether. Today is Tuesday, August 9th, 2022. Today on the Ether, the Say Network AMA, hosted by Orbital Command. Let's take a listen. Looking forward to an exciting space with Say tonight. Just bringing up Dr. Doscoin. Thank you very much, Finn, for doing the recording. We appreciate you as always. Doctor, who are we waiting for from Say? Is it Deedle? There we go. My mic's just come on. Can you hear me loud and clear? Coming through. Just remember to keep that mic away from the old beard and we are all good. Love it. I'm actually on a cordless headset tonight, so it should be no beard issues whatsoever. But we've got, um, it's going to be Deedle. It's going to, do, it's going to be Aurora Ortonoa and it's going to be Zing Chen. So I'm just having a quick look at, I can see Deedle's already request, uh, requesting, so i bring up Deedle now. And I'll let you locate. Zing Chen, and I'm going to get up Aurora as we speak. It's nice to see some familiar faces here. Tundra, Edith, JG NFT, Deeb's in the house. All right, Deedle's up. Deedle, can you hear us? What's going on? What's going on? What is going on, mate? I'm sitting in a beautiful apartment in Poland at the moment. I'm on a holiday, a working holiday with my lovely lady, and I'm sitting in a a nice apartment uh, talking to you. About to learn a lot about say tonight. Yourself? That's awesome, isn't it? Is uh, Poland boiling, boiling like the rest of Europe? Or it's is it pretty nice? Yeah, it's been perfect. This this week it's been sort of high 20s most of the week. Um, there was one day where I was on a hike. It was the hottest day of the week. And, uh, you know, that was, <laughs> that was, it wasn't uh, Australia hot. It wasn't 40 degrees and, you know, wind burning in your face, but it was still uh, challenging. <laughs> well, it sounds like you're doing pretty good over there in Poland. Yeah, it's amazing, mate. I'm just checking. Have we got everyone here tonight? Aurora's on. I think we're just waiting on Zing Chen too. Is he jumping on? Or are they jumping on? Yeah, Saison should be here in a second. I just gotcha. pinged him, so. Fantastic. Well, what I'll do is I will do a quick introduction. Obviously, we're talking with Say tonight, so everyone that's listening, if you are enjoying the conversation, I would encourage you to share it. Uh, get it out there so that other people can listen and learn. Uh, we've got an awesome project on. We've got the next hour to learn about what is happening in the world of Say, what they've got coming up on the horizon. And then after about 20, 30 minutes, we'll open up for a Q&A. But with that all being said, Deedle and Aurora, how about you introduce, introduce us to Say? Let us, let us in, let the people that may not be aware of you yet know a little bit about what you do, what you are. Yeah, no, awesome. Thanks. Uh, yeah, we'll do quick intros and we'll get uh, Sison up here as well. Oh, there he is, Sison.eth. Um, so you can, uh, bring him up. So yeah, we are, uh, three of the kind of the core team at say, um, and I am also not living too bad of a life right now. I'm also in uh, decent weather in Puerto Rico, um, right by the water and I'm, uh, living the, the sailor's dream. So I'm living right on the water and 
that's what we're trying to do is bring significant liquidity and um, bring significant uh, users to kind of build out DeFi. Um, I've been in the crypto space now full time for, for five years. It's been a wild ride. I've really loved it. I've done a lot of marketing and growth and community and business development and uh, fundraising. And um, also I led Sentinel the past several years. So I'm kind of deep in the Cosmos ecosystem. Um, and that was really cool. And we helped scale the decentralized VPN to about a half a million users globally. Uh, and Aurora worked with me at Sentinel and that was really cool. Um, but when we found out about the opportunity to start to build out um, scalable DeFi, it, it was kind of a no brainer. And so Aurora and I, and uh, the team at Exidio left um, to kind of take on uh, the next chapter. So yeah, I've uh, mostly been in the nonprofit space before crypto. And it's been awesome uh, working with the state team since the beginning of this year. We've been heads down. Uh, and then I'll let uh, Aurora and, and Sison kind of give their background as well. Well, awesome. Yeah, thanks, Dan. Um, hey, everybody. Glad to be here today. Um, so I'm speaking from Croatia. We got heatwave after heatwave here. So it was pretty fun. A um, little bit about myself. So background is in mathematics and crypto computer science. Um, I've been in crypto for the past two years. And about a year and a half ago, I met my boyfriend, who is very deep in crypto and cosmos. And kind of he's the one that got me into this crypto rabbit hole. Um, at the time, I was writing a master thesis, working a full-time job as a software developer, and wasn't really sure that I want to deep dive into this space. But luckily, um, I decided to take part in the ambassador program for Sentinel, the one that uh, Dan spoke about. Um, and that was actually my kickoff in Web3 career because I've been learning so much, I met some amazing people. Um, I actually met Dan at um, Cosmoverse conference in Lisbon, so that's been pretty exciting. Um, after that, I joined Exidio um, as a marketing manager, and I must say that despite having a science degree, um, I found myself enjoying creative work in marketing way more than I expected. So um, Dan and I left Exidio, and I was very fortunate to join Say Team as a marketing and community department lead. And basically, was I was really impressed by strength of very experienced team that can ship really fast. Um, I will hop off to Sison. Thank you, Aurora. Yeah, uh, it's good to meet you guys. Uh, I'm Sison. So I can briefly talk about my background and how I get into crypto. Uh, so I started trading crypto in 2017 um, when um, everything was at a was at a all high, all time high. And in the meanwhile, I was work also uh, working for Amazon and Uber, self-driving uh, as a full-time uh, software developer. Um, and after that, I started reading um, some of the articles published by the Ethereum Foundations and other uh, research, crypto, cryptography research articles, and just like got into this rabbit hole after that. And I joined say uh, later last year, um, and it's great to join uh, such a team with really high speed delivery um, and yeah cool um, it's good to meet you guys and I will hand over back to um, to them fantastic thank you for your introductions guys really appreciate it it's good to get to know you um, now of course you're all working together on say network uh, which is you know in summary a new L1 blockchain L1 blockchain with a built-in order book can you tell us why? why? Why do we need this? Why, why is, uh, what's driven you to create this? 
Yeah, yeah, I can uh, talk about a little bit about this. So previously, uh, basically our simple purpose is to create uh, the best defined infrastructure. And um, so we want to have this um, L1 to facilitate the high speed needed for such an infrastructure. Previously, we consider L2 and also other uh, blockchain as an option when we started to build, uh, such as uh, Solana and other, like, like a Syrian approach. Uh, but on Solana is kind of like uh, too congested for us to build on, and on L2 is a little bit more too centralized, and the performance is not quick enough for us to uh, build a very high performing order book on. So um, we just uh, get into this Cosmos SDK and um, thinking of like, okay, we probably need to start with new our own L1 um, and we can make the full, full use of this SDK and push the performance to to the best, uh, currently as sub one second block time, so that um, this will satisfy some of the uh, needs from, for example, market maker and other traders who want to use um, the order book. Yeah, fantastic. Let's dig into that a little bit because obviously one of the things that uh, is touted by say is that it isn't, you know, it's ultra high performance. And I'm just wondering if you can elaborate for the audience, you know, some of the details about and the specs of um, of how you've been able to achieve it and, and what makes it uh, ultra high performance, uh, quote unquote. Sure. Uh, before that, then, uh, is there anything you want to uh, chime in a little a quick, quickly about? If not, I can just dive into like how and how we make this a high-performance chain. Yeah, no, I think it'd be good to kind of lay the context. So the reason that, like, we're not just creating a blockchain with, you know, fast finality and, and short block times for the hell of it or to prove that, like, you know, we're trying to win some, like, speed wars here. We're doing it because we fundamentally believe DeFi is the future, and we fundamentally believe that DeFi has a huge opportunity for growth and that it hasn't fully scaled and reached its potential yet. Um, so we've seen, you know, kind of since 2020 and DeFi summer, that like DeFi started to take off and there was farming and there was all the food coins and shit. And that was kind of fun and kind of crazy. But then, you know, what came out of that was real protocols like Uniswap. Um, and even within the Cosmos ecosystem, you have things like Osmosis, which are awesome. And you can maintain custody of your assets, but still be able to trade them and be able to get exposure to different tokens. Um, and they're all built on an automated market maker, right? Which is really cool because you're able to crowdsource liquidity. And can you guys hear me? Yep, that's clear. Okay. My Twitter always bugs out. It says cannot fetch space, but obviously I'm still here. Um, so anyway, we, there's, it's been really cool to kind of see AMMs take off. And AMMs are a really cool way for people to get access to long, long tail of assets and be able to just kind of like swap, spot trade um, and swap a token at whatever the market price is. But, you know, traditional finance for the past 30 plus years since uh, uh, finance has gone to electronic trading has built on the infrastructure of order books. And whether that's, um, you know, NASDAQ or even in, in crypto, you know, on Binance or FTX or any centralized exchange, everything is built around an order book. And that's the kind of base layer infrastructure you need to take on uh, more advanced financial applications and really kind of see DFI scale. Um, and so we we're building a chain to actually see DeFi scale with an order book built in and to have an order book built in, you're going to need a chain for fast finality 
and you need a chain that's not going to be congested with other um, other things taking over some of its block space. Like that's why we're building a permission chain only for top DeFi protocols to build on, uh, so that we can actually see DeFi scale. And you know some of the issues that people might have on Solana or on ETH L2s or other L1 blockchains, where it's a great you know it's a great idea, but then once once everyone competes for block space, then decentralized financial applications are not able to scale. We're solving that problem. Awesome. That's fantastic. Great problem to re-highlight your key differences. I know that Osmosis is an AMM. Can you highlight the key differences between yourself and something like Osmosis that is obviously running on the Cosmos SDK as well? Yeah. So I'll just quick go into that and then and Sison can then go into more of the technical architecture. But one of the key differences is that Osmosis is a app specific chain with for a, it's a DEX, right? So it's the actual end use product user end user product that people interact with to um, be able to swap tokens. So uh, it's, it's the automated market maker decentralized exchange that people can use to get access to different Cosmos SDK tokens or Cosmos IBC enabled assets. For say, we're not building out the DEX, we're exclusively building out the layer one um, blockchain with an order book module built in, and then different DeFi applications can build on top of this infrastructure. So we're building out the most robust and scalable DeFi infrastructure for um, DeFi protocols and products to build on top of, leveraging the, the liquidity that's built on the, the Say network, as well as the order book infrastructure that's built into the chain. Fantastic. Thank you for that clarity there. And so when you speak of um, applications being built on top of Say, you know, what are you specifically referring to? What are you, and, and are there any sort of uh, bits of alpha or insights that you can provide about uh, projects that will be looking to work with you guys? Yeah, no, definitely. Um, we have, we're, we feel really fortunate. Almost we've seen more traction and uh, kind of early support than we even expected at this stage. We're, there's already 14 teams that have decided to build their infrastructure on say. Uh, and those announcements will be coming out, you know, the coming months. I can't, I can't drop all the alpha and, you know, it has to still get passed with on-chain governance and it still needs to, um, it, it, and both of the teams on, on the say side, as well as the developer side need to make sure that it's the right fit. But a lot of teams are coming from Solana. Uh, and then teams are also coming from, uh, DeFi teams from Terra and then also teams from near that have decided to build on say as kind of their home to build out DeFi on Cosmos. Um, and so what do those look like? You know, things like stablecoin, things like, um, predictions market, things like a perps protocol. So one thing that has been announced is, um, a perpetuals protocol. And you can see, uh, detective Grover in this space. He's the, he's the founder of, um, vortex, which is a perpetual, uh, contracts trading protocol built on say, um, and then another one is, um, a synthetic assets protocol. Um, Pharaoh that is already announced that they're going to be building on say, um, and then more teams will be kind of uh, announcing it as they come. But you can kind of think of the full kind of suite and gamut of DeFi applications um, that could benefit from order book infrastructure. So yeah, there's, there's a lot of opportunities out there. Fantastic. And so speaking of products that we'll be building on top of say, you know, what can people expect from, you know, as a, as a user from the user experience and the UI across the board? Yeah. So one thing that we're doing at Say, and, and Sison can speak to this, is is the kind of developer onboarding and the integration process. 
and um, why, how we're making that simple for products to pr projects to build on say. And then uh, we're also trying to provide any engineering support that we can in building out the product, thinking about user experience in mind. Um, and that's at the kind of like front end level, but then also just the overall user experience is improved, leveraging kind of the tool set that you have when you're building out your own modular um, L1 blockchain, you know, using the Cosmos SDK and Tendermint consensus. Um, but then, you know, you benefit from interoperability with Cosmos IBC and um, even more composability with interchain accounts. Um, so, yeah, I'll let Sison speak to that. But, you know, there's things you can do with like gasless transactions or you can pay with any native IBC asset. Um, so there's lots you can do at the like um, at the more um, base layer. Um, but then then as far as front end user experience, that's also something that we're optimizing for. But uh, Sison, do you want to talk about how you work with engineering teams and kind of helping them on board and uh, build on, on say? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, there are two user experiments I can I want to talk about. The first one is for like builders who want to build on say. So for builders, um, we are, we want to provide this like a very good onboarding experiment. So you can have a very easy setup onboarding to say to get familiar with the environment. Because the problem we have, and we also knew this was when developers get to a new ecosystem is kind of hard to find the right material uh, documentations materials and to set up this testing environment for them to get on board quickly so right now what do we have we, we we're trying to uh, provide the best of those we're trying to uh, we, we are updating our documents uh, in a very uh, fast cadency and also we, we, we create different kinds of like scripts and also build tools people can just use to uh, deploy, say, and deploy different um, contract proposals on their local environment, so they can quick the builders can quickly onboard uh, without being blocked by uh, the complicated setup of the chain. Um, regarding the other side of the um, user experiments, which are uh, how do we uh, provide a better UX for uh, the end users? Like as Dan said, we provide this kind of like guestless transaction. People can. Uh, Anything related to related to our exchange uh, is guestless, which means you can place an order without needing to purchase the native coin at the first place, uh, which was a problem in other some of the other chain. You have to use other user faucet, or you have to, for example, um, buy an ACE before you uh, make a transaction. Um, in, in, in say right now, we make uh, exchange related. Transaction completely completely cashless, um, so end users don't need to have say they can have, for example, USDC USDC to uh, to buy a perpetual on Vortex. Yeah, interesting. How how is that achieved specifically? So the cashless function is um, so right now we define in the uh, DAX module um, the gas. The guess is zero, a default zero. As a validator, you can definitely uh, manually increment that. But um, we will also incentivize validator who don't charge gas uh, in, for example, first few years. We haven't determined the exact timeline yet, but potentially we will have this gasless period for a period of for a period of time until we onboard enough um, 
user adoption. And at that time, we can um, we can just lift this guestless program. So you can imagine that more like a user incentive program. Got it. Got it. And so you know you've been you've been running since I think uh, back in May the incentivized test net. As far as you know, feedback goes from the ambassadors. You've got for people that aren't aware, there are um, what do you call it? the say the Sainami, made up of sailors and crew members and officers and captains and majors and admirals. Um, what what are you getting as far as feedback? What are you finding is a, a common theme at the moment from the uh, the people testing? Yeah, so the the Sainami test net kicked off uh, in July. Um, and yeah, it's been cool. So we had we've had we're in Act Two of a four act test net. Um, and the idea is that we're stress testing the chain. We're also stress testing uh, applications that like the f- first application Vortex built on the chain. Um, and then also um, thinking about how people can um, ensure that the, the chain is resilient uh, based on different types of attacks. Um, so one thing that we found is that um, we're getting a lot of really good feedback that's being handed over to the Vortex team on the front end and user interface of the, um, the Perps protocol. And um, then we're also starting to get a lot of insights as to um, the, the chain itself. And it's, it's performing very well so far. Um, we've also been working on different ways to stress test the chain to see how it uh, reacts um, under more adverse environments to be able to have such high performance and such fast um, finality. So Sison, do you want to speak about kind of what some of the learnings have been from act one and kind of what, um, what you're looking for in the future acts? Yeah, for sure. So uh, for context in act one, primarily we test the, like the setup of the network, including setup of the validator set and also um, the IBC uh, between say and other Cosmos chain and also the bridging from uh, with Acceler to, uh, for example, ease and Avalanche. Um, for Act 1, I would say that the thing we learned the most is we, we got a chance to test the performance of the chain under a very volatile environment, uh, a real uh, environment with different variables. And we gathered a lot of useful information. Um, and we, according to those information, we did some adjustment to the, um, to the chain and to optimize the, the improve, improve, uh, the performance of the chain, uh, further. And for, for more details about like the load test we did, you can, uh, you can follow the, the say, say Twitter to, to see there's a, there's a technical thread about like how we do this load test and what's the, uh, detailed specs we got from there. Uh, Act 2 is more for the experiments of DeFi contract deploy on say, uh, in this case, which is Vortex. And in Act 3, we want to test the security and the stability of the chain. At that time, um, right now we're thinking of uh, launching multiple chains um, for people to, to play on, to hack, and to see if they can find some security uh, issue there, and we can uh, we can test, we can test, uh, can do like a pressure test of the, the chain on there. Yeah. Fantastic. And so as we're having this conversation, anyone who's listening, if you've got any questions that are coming up, 
we will open this space up in the next sort of five, 10 minutes. I know that uh, John Galt, who's on the call, will most likely have questions. He's the gentleman that put me on to say, in fact. But um, just before we go to the audience here for some questions, just want to check in, as far as integrations go, are there any integrations, um, any partnerships, collaborations uh, that you can mention? Yeah, I'll drop a little bit of alpha here. We've been working with a lot of providers um, that you would imagine to make a really resilient blockchain. So. Um, liquid staking, we are talking to several providers on liquid staking. Um, also for bridges to other ecosystems, um, we're going to be putting out an announcement. Um, we've been working with Axelar, that's been awesome. So we'll be um, making an announcement about that. Um, and then also we are looking at fiat on ramps um, to make it as easy as possible to get integrated into the, into the ecosystem. Um, and then we're also just thinking about all the different like smart partnerships and, and integrations that you would need. So um, we're looking at making sure we have all the right tooling for wallets. Um, and basically we want to have like a very kind of like robust and uh, like, re like, um, like seamless experience for people the second we go live on mainnet. Um, so we have all of those integrations kind of built out. Um, and so that's one thing I think we've done really well. We've gotten very ahead of the conversations on these things and are already kind of establishing a lot of these partnerships. Um, but yeah, we definitely are going to want to announce them jointly with, um, with our other partners. Um, and I think it'd be good too for Aurora to speak too. So the Sainami testnet is going well, um, but we just launched, uh, announced a new program, uh, Atlantis, which is an opportunity for everyone on this call to get more involved as well. And also the ability to, not only earn tokens, but continue to get greater experience and, and potentially even get, you know, job opportunities in Web3. Um, so I think it'd be awesome for Dora to speak to that. Yeah, thank you. Um, I can get to briefly into that. So uh, we already have like really fun and engaging community and we are calling ourselves sailors. Um, we've seen some great engagement with nearly like 90K Discord members that are communicating every day, creating content. Uh, participating in Tsunami Incentivized Testnet and just stress the testing chain in order to be the best performing DeFi chain. Uh, we also have amazing ambassadors so far that are producing really great ed educational content. So based on that success, we decided to reopen our ambassador program. Uh, we are calling it Atlantis and it's made for everyone who is interested in DeFi and say, and basically, um, our goal here is to create the largest community around the best on-chain order book. Um, and one thing that's important to mention is that um, you can actually level up to a full-time job in Web3. Um, so we wanted to make like gamified ambassador program where everyone can join and participate. And at the beginning, um, everyone is a sailor. And then you can become you can become one by following, say, on Twitter or joining Discord and participating in conversations. And once you reach like level seven in Discord, you can earn a crew member badge. Um, and then we'll send you a Google form to fill in. Um, then, um, like based on interest and performance, you can level up to officer, captain, major, and eventually admiral. So we encourage everyone to just create content, translate articles, create like YouTube or TikTok videos, write guides, make memes, and basically anything that you feel most comfortable with. Um, and for the best performing people, we'll be actively working to help them find a job in Web3. 
So if you go to our Twitter account, there is a pinned post with like really nice infographics that explain tier details and what benefits each level brings. Um, when I say like benefits, so each level holds like special features that you can unlock once you reach a certain level, like rewards for special tasks, um, access to like uh, core, def core team DeFi resources, uh, opportunity to head up, say, SubDAO, access to Alpha, um, credit exposure, and even grants for training and representing, say, at conferences. Um, so um, we want to invite everyone that want to join Atlantis to check out our thread uh, where you can find more info, and then you can join Discord. Uh, we have great mods there and people from our team that can help out answering any questions. Um, I would also like to add that um, I and some other team members started as an ambassadors about a year ago. And uh, for me, I didn't know that much about Cosmos, like really in detail, but I wanted it, that challenge. So I basically leveled up and now um, I'm working in crypto full time. So it's definitely possible for um, anyone else out there. Thank you, Aurora. That's one of the things I do love about this space is just the organic way in which people, you know, opportunities present themselves to people that are active, engaged and involved within the community. And, you know, I'm looking, as you were talking there, I'm looking through the people on the call. I can see some, you know, OGs like Sefi. I can see the guys from TFM on here, Tundra. You know, I can see some people that are big brain type individuals um, that are all listening into this space right now and that are tuning into to what they are up to. And, you know, that, I think what happens is it it's always a ripple effect. It's a snowball effect. It may start small. I know we're in a bear market at the moment and all that. Um, but what happens is you get the big brains catching on to what's going, what's going on. They start sharing the messages and then the people that want to uh, get involved like yourself, Aurora, a year ago can end up incidentally finding themselves working with the teams that they were once supporting. So it's a really cool little story there. Um, with that being said, I'm looking at the time. It's 8.30 or we're half an hour in rather. I might open up the space here because I'm sure there are people with some really good questions. So this is your invitation now. If you're listening to this space and you have some questions, um, we definitely do want to hear from you. Um, and you are most welcome to come up and ask away. Here we go. Definitely coming up. Hey, my question, uh, my connection kind of sucks. Do you guys hear me okay? Yeah, got you, mate. Uh, you're good. Uh, I was kind of late, so if uh, I hate to be that guy, but uh, can you give the brief, like, 30-second, uh, what is the goal of SEI Network? And from the what I heard from the latter half, it, you're building your own chain, is that correct? And what is the core, like, uh, mission and goal of the chain? Yeah, no, uh, awesome. Appreciate it, Steffi. So say is a, you're right, it's an L1 chain. But we're, what we're focused on is the next generation and next evolution of DeFi protocols. So we're building an L1 chain optimized around an order book. So everything we're doing is optimizing for an on-chain order book for DeFi uh, primitives and applications to be to leverage. Um, so it's actually not too far different from the initial vision of like Serum built on Solana. So we, we, we think that uh, we've seen a lot of success of DeFi, you know, post-DeFi summer. And we've seen uh, AMMs take off. We've seen, you know, great product market fit with things like Uniswap. But we haven't seen DeFi primitives and applications that are um, 
reliant on the infrastructure that all of like traditional finance and all of like even crypto trading builds on, which is an order book scale within DeFi. And that's because a general purpose L1 blockchain doesn't have the capacity to actually um, scale with, uh, with an on-chain order book. Um, so that was the vision for Serum on Solana. And then once uh, NFTs really started taking off on Solana and Step in and other applications, then it was no longer viable for some of these DeFi protocols built on Serum. Um, and actually, a lot of them are actually coming over to say, to um, have say as their home within the cosmos. Um, and so what we're building is the best order book infrastructure. Um, so we're seeing, we're optimizing the chain to, uh, to, to achieve that end. So we're, yeah, think, um, uh, yeah. when I previously, when I was researching order books, uh, I think the, the conclusion that like Tundra's team at Nexus protocol at the time, and I had, you know, census was basically that, uh, cost of transactions with AMMs, um, was too high for any kind of high frequency trading applications. You would see like, uh, fees that run like. 0.5% almost a lot of the times. And if you go to like uh, order books on centralized exchanges, typically fees tend to run like 0.3% or less. Ideally, if you're make you know, if you're able to do like robotic trading and such, um, right. it, 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 is it, and my understanding is it's like a feature specifically of Cosmos where this is more possible, I guess is, which is why like DYDX you know, kind of came to Cosmos, but like, what are the, what are the features that you guys see, uh, you know, like, like with Cosmosm and Cosmos in general that make this feasible for you guys? Like, uh, what, what, like what technical, uh, uh features make this possible? Do you have no, anything scale? Like, do you need like parallel chains or anything, or do you think a single chain will do the job? No, you're right. You got it exactly right. So, um, first off, with the tech stack that we're able to um, build and, and make, you know, modular and customize with the Cosmos SDK, with Tendermint Consensus, we're able to um, tweak those. And we've been working with Zaki Mannion as a technical advisor, as well as um, Marco from the ICF um, and Shalabi, who is uh, one of the founders of Chandra Station, the validator. So some of the kind of biggest minds in the Cosmos ecosystem uh, at the chain level. And so that's why we are seeing the fastest chain in the history of the Cosmos um, at sub one second block times. And I think with further optimizations, we're looking at potentially sub one half second block times, which you need fast finality for an order book chain. And then you also need it to be economically feasible to your point. It needs to be cost of transactions need to be low enough that it makes sense to be able to do uh, the maintaining an order book and, and updating and canceling orders on chain. Um, and with um, functions like gasless transactions and with functions like being able to pay with any native IBC asset and with um, transaction costs being so low on a native Cosmos L1, um, that actually becomes possible. So cost of transactions were really low in Solana. So that wasn't as big of an issue, um, but congestion became an issue on Solana. And because I think that this was originally a lot of the vision of Solana and like Sam Bankman fried was one of the co-founders of Serum. And this was kind of their idea, but uh, cost of transactions and maintaining the order book has uh, have been issues with with on chain order books as well as um, consistent uptime and consistent through uh, and and like block congestion. But say is a permission blockchain, so only DeFi applications that are approved by on chain governance that make a lot of sense that have really highly competent founders 
and are bringing, bringing something of unique value that makes sense in the DeFi ecosystem that's getting built will be approved and um, be products built on chain. So you can't have, you know, 20 different, you know, NFT projects, or you can't have 20 different people building another um, yield optimizing tool on top of say that starts to compete for block space. Um, so it needs to get approved on chain. And if there is any product that like gets significant, significant traction to the point that it's um, dominating block space and potentially slowing down other applications uh, and becomes a product of its own success, then we would actually encourage that chain to spin up its own L1 app chain um, on the Cosmos SDK and, and kind of support that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, I think it's the right technical architecture. And to your point, that's why DYDX has moved over. It's because what's made possible with uh, the Cosmos tech stack, um, I think is going to enable the next kind of evolution of DeFi applications. Cool, yeah, that, I think that covers the question pretty good. Fantastic, thank you for that one, Sefi. John Galt, when you're ready, I've sir. I've got a couple of questions myself. Uh, can you guys hear me? Perfectly. Yeah, I'm really curious uh, to hear about your DEX. So I know that Say itself is not the DEX, it's got a built-in order book module, and then you're gonna have Pharaoh and Vortex uh, taking advantage of that. But you must have some kind of decks that you're planning, maybe. Uh, I know the deck space in Cosmos is starting to get a bit crowded. A lot of uh, liquidity fragmentation with uh, Crescent and Osmosis and now Kajira. So uh, I'm not trying to pry al Alpha out of you or anything, but uh, could you maybe give us uh, a few hints? Uh, are you planning a DEX? Are you going to get into this space and compete with Osmosis? So when you say you, uh, the say team is is focused exclusively on the L1 chain and uh, the order book module. And we do want to build out a robust DeFi ecosystem that is really easy for anyone to use any product built on say. Um, so, you know, we are in conversations with teams that have um, built out DEXs and are looking to build in the cosmos. Um, so that's definitely kind of a part of the like full suite of DeFi ecosystem protocols. Um, but we at Say are going to be core so solely focused on um, the chain itself and ensuring that there's it's the best performing chain for DeFi projects. Um, but yeah, we are definitely in conversations with um, different decentralized exchanges. Um, so you know, Vortex is a Dex, but it's focused on perpetual trading. Um, but spot trading is also something that will be a part of the DeFi suite on Say. Okay, that's interesting, because that's something else I wanted to get into. I'm not quite sure how Vortex is going to be working. So you're saying Vortex is going to be a DEX, but it's also going to have perpetuals built in? Yeah, I would say Vortex right now is just a perpetual protocol. Um, it's not essentially a DEX. Oh, okay. So uh, it's just going to be perpetuals. And, and that kind of leads into my second question. Uh, I must say, I haven't played around on the test net yet. I suppose maybe if I did, it would answer my questions, but uh, we're all here now. So let me ask, um, so how exactly is Vortex going to work? As I understand it, it's going to be kind of like DYDX. You put down your collateral and then you have uh, synthetic crypto assets. Is that how it's going to work? And uh, if so, what kinds of collateral uh, are going to be available? Is it just going to be USDC? Yeah, I can share me a little bit on that. So the first question is like, um, yeah, it's not essentially a synthetic protocol. It's a perpetual future. So which is uh, like a future without a uh, settlement date. So you can hold the future of an asset. So for an uh, example of that would be USDC to 
atom peer. Um, basically, you put USDC as collateral, and you can buy, for example, a long or short position of atom. You you bid you bet on whether the atom price goes up or down. Um, regarding the collateral, right now we only support um, stablecoin like USDC. Uh, in the in the future, we may uh, think of doing a multi collateral um, perpetual, such as you can deposit say or atom as collateral. But uh, that's still in the future plan. Okay, so uh, you said it's not a synthetics protocol, though. Um, maybe I don't understand things uh, very well, but as I understand it, with DYDX you just put USDC on that and all the other crypto assets are actually synthetics. And I think that's how it worked on BitMEX as well. Uh, back in the day, you would just put down BTC and then it, everything else would just kind of be synthetics and there would just be one crypto asset that was the collateral. Um, so are you saying Vortex isn't going to work like that? Uh, it, it would work the same way as DYDX. So if you are referring to uh, the asset you are getting is synthetic. Yes, it is. You won't you won't get like real atom or, um, for example, Bitcoin out of that perpetual future contract. Uh, you you just need to deposit USDC. It works the same way as DYDX. You deposit USDC, and you get this synthetic contract holding of atom. Yeah, does this answer uh, your question? Uh, yeah, yeah, that answers my question. Okay, so uh, at launch, just USDC as collateral, and then you get all kinds of synthetics that you can go long or short on. Okay, that's interesting. Uh, I really liked what you were saying earlier, Dan, about how there's 14 teams lined up to build on Say. Um, I'm really looking forward to those announcements you hinted at. Yeah, no, I'm I'm equally excited to start to share some of those, but. Uh, we got to kind of coordinate with them in the engineering side on what the timelines integration look like and then kind of coordinate on the communication and joint announcement. But I'm, I'm impressed. I'm really impressed with Sison and Jay and Philip and uh, so many people on the engineering side. Uh, we're, we have 10 people full-time in engineering and it's been incredible to see the pace of development. And I think that's kind of what has taken um, a lot of people by interest like Zaki Mannion or like, um, like, uh, Shalabi or, um, or Marco. And I think that's also what's helped kind of make teams really interested in, in coming to say, because they actually look at the tech stack and they're looking at the speed, um, and what you're able to do with the, um, what, like what we're able to do with the Cosmos SDK. So yeah, I've been impressed. Um, but now it's, it's, it's all still a road ahead. So we're kind of staying heads down. We're focused on continuing to develop and, and gearing up towards mainnet um, and getting as much information during our incentivized testnet um, so that we can start to make these announcements. But yeah, I'm equally pretty pumped up. How far off was it, was it uh, in terms of release and then like releasing the actual uh, L1 coin or whatever? Yeah, so we're looking at Q4. Um, we'll be, it's uh, August right now. We'll be finishing up um, testnet probably in uh, September, and then it'll be a matter of um, making sure that all the everything is kind of ready to go before we launch. Um, so yeah, we're looking at Q4 for mainnet launch, and um, we also are excited to get you know to market as quickly as possible and get protocols in people's hands. Um, but there's also some things that 
like even larger integrations that um, are being considered. And if some of those larger integrations happen, uh, that probably would improve user experience and also kind of open up the user base. But that might also kind of extend some engineering timelines. Awesome. I've got a uh, gentleman, Grover, has jumped up, actually the co-founder of uh, Vortex. So might have some answers for you there, John. Yes, sir. Uh, I thought since we were talking about Vortex, I might just step up uh, briefly. So the, um, the, the focus for us um, on the perpetual trading side is complete feature parity with DYDX. So on, on the MVP and day one, yes, you'll be able to trade all these various uh, assets. You'll be able to go long 20x on, or, or short 20x, depending on your proclivities. Uh, on a variety of different assets um, across IBC chain, uh, assets and also a couple from, from uh, non-IBC assets as well. Uh, and yes, it will work exactly the same as DYDX in terms of you, uh, you deposit some collateral, so for example, USDC, and uh, you'll be able to take out leverage against that uh, position and there'll be liquidations. And we're talking to a few people about liquidations as well. So that's... Um, yeah, that's, that's how things will look on day one. So you'll be able to go long and short on-chain permissionlessly uh, with you know, a, decent, uh, a decent or very good user experience compared to previous iterations of this kind of product. Uh, and our objective is really to take all of this uh, centralized exchange activity, Binance, FTX, uh, and try and take as much of it on-chain as we possibly can. Uh, and we're really stoked about DYDX coming to Cosmos. We think it's fantastic. They're going to bring a lot of users, a lot of liquidity. Uh, and we're almost certainly going to be live before they are. So that's uh, a few points I would like to add to the conversation. Fantastic. Really appreciate you clearing that up there, Grover, and you've got a, a wonderful uh, clarity on your line there. So everything came through loud and clear on my end. John, does that feel sufficient for you? You might be tending to the kids. Um, I did get a question come through a moment ago, and it was an anonymous question, and this one was specifically for Sison, and it says, can you ask at Sison if uh, if he has previous experience building blockchains before, say? Sison. No, this is the first time we built um, a blockchain from scratch using this SDK. Firstly, we have mostly working on protocol level, but yeah, this is the first time of the blockchain. But we have gathered a lot of like experiments, uh, blockchain builders in the team, and also from the advisor side. Yeah, fantastic. How, just out of curiosity, I, I think I missed it at the very start. How big is the team overall? How many people are there in total working on say? Yeah, so uh, we're 18, uh, eight on biz dev, marketing, operations, um, community, and then 10 on engineering side. Um, and you know, as uh, Aurora mentioned, so that number can grow as we find stellar people and they come up through the uh, Atlantis, um, Atlantis uh, ambassador program. Uh, we're look consistently looking for people that are amazing, just like Aurora came up as an ambassador. Um, even myself, I was kind of an ambassador back in like 2017, and that's kind of built my career in crypto since then. Um, so, yeah, we're looking to continue to grow as we as we grow the protocol. Love it, love it. And speaking of growing the pro protocol, Dan, what you know, what does the future look like for say when you zoom out, sort of? Well, let's just say one year, and then say three years. What, what do you have on the horizon for say? What do you what do you see on the cards? Yeah, so I want to see people having the same like experiences that you could have on Binance, but just doing it all on chain, where you get to self custody and where you to know you get to know that you're able to operate permissionlessly. 
and that we're able to see DeFi pro like pr protocols and like products that were not made possible prior to being able to have a fast, fast finality, high performant L1 chain with an on-chain order book. Um, so I expect that Cosmos is going to continue to grow. Cosmos IBC uh, ecosystem is going to continue to grow. And the things that are made possible with IBC plus um, interchain accounts is kind of mind boggling and interchain accounts with Cosmos and smart contracts that are able to um, make protocols like that are completely separate L1s fully composable and to be able to do um, like smart contract execution across chain is pretty wild. Um, so I think that a year from now, it's that the space is going to look a lot different. And I expect that there's going to be a lot of users that have come into to Cosmos. And I also expect that um, a lot of ecosystems are going to be natively supporting IBC. Um, NIR has already announced that they're going to be connecting to IBC. OKX's chain is coming to IBC. We've seen DYDX um, move their protocol to IBC. Um, and so what I think we're going to see is a very robust user base and kind of DeFi ecosystem. And I'd say what we need to do is enable those products to be able to, to flourish. Um, and so I would expect 50 different products built on say, and ideally, you know, out of those 50, there's five or 10 that have like, you know, massive adoption and, and their household names across all of crypto. Yeah. I think that's the real exciting part. You know, that just the, the last one minute that you've just said then, I think if I could capture that and share that, to everyone in the community that's that's the thing that has me excited too i think you know i actually saw i saw a meme yesterday which had a, a i guess a visual representation of the size of the internet or the, the connectivity interconnectivity of the internet you know 30 years ago versus where it is now and then it had said um you know cosmos whatever a year ago to where it is now and i think we're just going to see an explosion occur in the next few years and i think being the what you are and being uh, created at the time that it's been created, I think you're going to set yourself up very well uh, for the next few years as that explosion inevitably occurs. And so with that being said, you know, often I ask a lot of questions and I, you know, try and get all the information that I can out to best serve the people that listen to the call and educate and entertain. Is there anything that I haven't asked that you, you know, any information that you would want to um, convey before we start winding this call down? Uh, Dan, I had a, another question. Um, the, uh, so in the, in the project right now, what are your core collateral types uh, that you're looking at? Are you looking at some of the major uh, coins such as like, I don't know, Atom and Secret and things of that nature? Or are, are you going to be using the primary coin of the chain as maybe collateral or like what is, what is the what are the ideas around that? Because like what I'd like to be able to do is take something that is a inflationary yield bearing instrument like I don't know Adam for example, and I'd like to be able to take my yield from that relatively easily and then take on leverage with the yield. So like you said, if I can do a you know throw a twenty x long on my on my um, you know free yield that I got or whatever for waiting. Uh, that's sort of a way to sort of like enhance my uh, profit on yield or whatever. Uh, you know, I'd like to be able to do that with, you know, any of, in theory, in my mind, any of the major um, Cosmos ecosystem L1 coins is kind of how I see it. Yeah, I like that idea a lot. I think that supercharging your, um, like staking rewards to be able to say, well, I, this is an opportunity for those to really grow. 
Um, I think that's a cool idea. As Tyson mentioned, um, at least on Vortex, um, the initial collaterals will be stable coins. Um, and then I think over time, it, it could be a multi-asset collateral um, like product. But I think that uh, Grover can speak to that, that, their kind of roadmap. But as far as say, um, we're just providing the base layer infrastructure for DeFi protocols. And then each DeFi application themselves can make independent decisions on um, what assets they're going to have as collateral. But uh, Grover, you, you could speak to maybe what assets. So for, um, so for oh, now, yeah. basically, the, I guess it sounds like you're focusing on a collateral that doesn't change in value mainly so that uh, you don't have like two moving targets to deal with. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, so this is the fundamental thing is if you're opening a position and you need, we need to manage because, you know, when you get up to like 20x leverage, we need to really like make sure we're managing um, the, the, the positions, making sure they're not getting too uh, close to the bone. We'll have partial liquidations, full liquidations. So um, if we start having volatility in the underlying um, collateral, but also, our, for example, our insurance fund. So that's another component of Vortex where we have this insurance fund, which backstops the protocol. And, you know, if there's a big flash crash, for example, we're we're making sure that uh, the, the protocol's solvent. So, um, you know, it's it's definitely stuff we're ideating on. Uh, things like yield-bearing insurance funds would be pretty unique. Um, and being able to deposit uh, yield-bearing assets as collateral would be pretty interesting. Um, but it won't be part of the MVP on, on Vortex, certainly. I mean, there are other teams building other things. Um, but I think I'll leave it there for the moment. Definitely some really interesting strategies that, that are in the works. So for for the immediate future, like what I would do then would like once once things open up, let's say I have my atom and let's say I've got like a you know thousand bucks worth of atom that I earned in yield and I convert that to I could just basically convert that to stable coin, send it over, use that as collateral, and then do the same exact thing more or less. It just that yeah. Uh, yeah. constitute a, a sale event of the that that coin to do so but that's how i would do it with the way you're designing it now um yes yes i suppose you would you would um i mean that yeah there's a few things um i probably can't speculate too much on but i would say yeah at the moment at the mvp uh when when it launches along with the say mainnet that's that's one way you could do that um and there will be additional strategies in future which might look something like that Awesome. You know what I'll do is I'll actually, Grover, I'd love to have a conversation with you once this is done. Uh, we can just jump in the DMs. Maybe we can organize a, a Twitter space uh, specifically for Vortex. And then that way we can really deep dive specifically on Vortex. Just in the interest of time here, I've got a couple more minutes uh, before we are going to wrap this up. Um, I did have a question come through in my direct messages as well, which just asked for the Say team, how experienced will users have to be to play DeFi games on Say? So I would say like um, we have a really detailed playbook and runbook of um, how you from if you from like setting up the uh, validator to trading uh, using the DAX module and also like how to deploy a smart contract. So basically, you can you should be able to find everything in the documentation. Um, like we try to explain the things um, as simple as possible. So you should be able to onboard to play with, say, or any protocol on, say, uh, comparatively uh, straightforward. 
Gotcha. Oh, my mic. Sorry. Sorry. I'm getting a message from Rebel behind the scenes saying that my mic is picking up typing in the background. I didn't realize it was on. So apologies for that, guys. Did everyone hear what was just said then? Maybe give us a thumbs up if you did. Otherwise, we'll get you to just say that again one more time, please. Oh, yeah. So I can briefly, uh, basically, what I want to use, what I talk about is um, you can find the very detailed documentations on the homepage of, say, the same network. Um, so you should be able to import fairly straightforward um, by just simply follow step-by-step step over there to the either you want to set up a validator um, or to deploy a contract or to complete the mission of the incentive testnet. They're all well-documented. Um, yeah, and also feel free to join the Discord and let us know if there's any questions. Yeah, fantastic. Good call to action there. So anyone that is listening who wants to keep up to date with what's happening at Say, of course, you can follow them on Twitter. If you're not already doing that, Say Network, at Say Network, S-E-I. You can also just click their logo. Um, click on Deedle, click on Aurora, click on Sice and follow them individually. Um, and then, of course, yeah, the link tree is at the top of Twitter. That will link you through to all of the Reddits, the Telegrams, etc. And I'm just getting another message coming through real quick asking me if I asked uh, yes I did okay I'll answer that one privately in a minute um, from me I'm that's all my questions for the night I feel like this has been quite a productive conversation I've definitely learned a lot and I hope the people listening have also learned a lot as per usual I would say when you're on these spaces you know don't be afraid to make friends click on some of the profiles figure out who's who in the zoo you know um, start the conversations because you never know where they're going to end up much in the same way that I now work with Orbital Command. Um, once upon a time, it was just a little conversation behind the scenes on how to run a validator. And so Aurora was talking about the ambassador program before. If you are interested in being an ambassador per se, I would highly recommend you get in contact with them about doing so. You just don't know where that will end in the future. Um, guys, I want to thank you for your time. I want to thank you for your energy and your intellect. Um, it's always appreciated. Always happy to help support the projects uh, that are helping grow this crazy space that we all operate in. So with that being said, Deedle, Sison, Aurora, um, everyone else who's contributed, Sefi, Grober, and of course, all the people in the call who have listened, taking your time and patience and energy to listen. Um, really appreciate you. Until the next space, I think we've got a couple coming up. Uh, we've got Stride. We've got uh, actually TFM who have been on the call this whole time. TFM, we'll be chatting with them on the 16th of August. Uh, we've got Stride and we've got someone else coming up. I think maybe Skip Protocol will be having a chat with them in the near future too. So some really high quality spaces. Make sure you keep up to date. Uh, you can follow Orbital Command's uh, Intel Alerts channel and us on the Discord as well uh, to make sure that you're abreast everything that is going on. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, it's been a pleasure. I'll let you go for the night. Be excellent. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was the Say Network AMA, hosted by Orbital Command, recorded on Tuesday, August 9th, 2022. For Terraspaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. Put your hands up like you got a couple questions. Ain't no misdirection, just a bunch of flexing. All aggressive, insane from all directions. Smoke rolls in when I start a session. Plink canvas, blaze up the handlers. Rocking back and forth like I got the van stuck. Don't grind the clutch, mind your hush. Put your mask on and don't touch the antlers. Feeling untouchable when I'm on the verse. But in the universe, I'm just writing some words. Enticing these nerds while I'm laying out my memoirs. Like, remember when I had to fight the centaur? I'm a book nerd, let me take you on
writer never felt secluded. Another fixed game of try my luck Go lighten up dog. it could always be worse Unless you're in the back of a hearse Then you're dead or put it in new speakers It's a toss up driver or just tweakers Don't stress yo, I've done the research Living life like a bunch of fucking lemurs It's a remake, off the cutting floor we take A little bit of poison and put it in the cheesecake Tastes great, less filling Less stress, more killing As he blew the cornerstone out the building And the blocks came tumbling down all humble Feels like we're drowning in a little puddle Rebuttal? I should be taking off in the shuttle Getting high in space with the Hubble Spaces.